As you may have heard, the Office of Management and Budget earlier this week told federal agencies in the National Capital Region to extend maximum telework flexibilities to their employees. The Defense Department says it's trying to do that, but the Pentagon employees who are already teleworking have started to put a strain on DOD's IT infrastructure. Officials are now in the process of prioritizing which employees they can add to the telework population. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has been covering the Pentagon's telework ramp-up, and he joins me now. And Jared, what do we know about what's going on at the Pentagon today? Well, right now, as we said, I mean, they are in the process of trying to ramp up their number of teleworkers in response to the, this OMB guidance and, you know, the, the overall situation. They want to minimize as much human-to-human contact as they possibly can, like every federal agency and every employer. But it's not its not as easy as it sounds. They really are having to go, you know, individual by individual, office by office to determine, um, you know, their needs for telework, their ability to telework, um, and, 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 you know, the technological tools that they have available to telework. So they're, they're really putting people in this, in this kind of phase of the operation into three categories. One is, you know, you can do your job well enough with just access to email. And then a second category is people who need both email and the ability to get into internal file servers at DOD. And then the third category would be, you know, more like a, a, a senior official who really needs access to every in information technology tool that they would have on their desk when they're in the office at the Pentagon. So they're going through that, that, that process to kind of try to prioritize people and, and figure out where people fit in those buckets, figure out what technology tools people already have uh, available to them to telework. And then, uh, you know, it's going to have to be a lot of case-by-case decision-making on the part of, of supervisors. Well, the Pentagon certainly does give new meaning to the term wedged in when it comes to people. But the question is, how long will this take them? And can they do it before the coronavirus maybe yeah, eases? That, that's yet to be seen. And, and to their credit, the department has started doing regular um, telecast town halls for its workforce to kind of provide status updates on how things are going here. They did one of those on Monday where they described some of the challenges they're facing. And, and, and really, one of those challenges is as few people as, as are teleworking already, that's already putting major stress stress on DOD's internet connections because obviously in order to get information back and forth to you at your house that's got to come through those those limited connections between the DOD the, the, the internal DOD network and the internet so they've started taking some measures to try and relieve some of that strain like for example they've completely blocked YouTube from all from all Pentagon computers all, all computers that that are part of the Pentagon reservation and, and and started throttling a lot of other video streaming services as well Interesting that their infrastructure is that fragile because it seems like only yesterday they were totally revamping the Pentagon and its infrastructure. But I think the final wedge was done 10, 12 years ago at this point. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's right. But I mean, the, the needs, you know, the, the, the appetite and consumption of data has just grown exponentially since then. And it's it's a fair question of, do you want to invest in the kind of network capacity that you would need to support a teleworking workforce of this size full time and, and just pay for that on an ongoing basis, um, just, just so that you're ready for it? I mean, it would be a very large expenditure until and unless they move to some sort of networking as a service uh, technology, which which, you know, that kind of thing is is starting to emerge and be talked about by federal agencies. And individual offices are, are tackling this differently. We've heard, for instance, of, of cases where they're doing, you know, half of the staff on telework, half of the staff in, in the office on kind of a rotating basis just to minimize the number of people who are in the building and in the office. And for people who are staying behind, they're also taking measures within the Pentagon to, you know, implement some social distancing. Six feet between individuals, 
We are staggering desks and locations, utilizing video teleconference like this town hall. Uh, teleconferences just using telephones, uh, virtual presence or virtual work, um, remain more than six feet apart from each other, no handshaking, no high fives, no personal contact. That's Tom Muir, the director of Washington Headquarters Services. And, and Pentagon employees who are still going to work do face some additional challenges here around transportation. The, the metro system around the D.C. area is on a reduced schedule. They're trying to figure out if they can get more parking authorized at the Pentagon for people who don't normally park there but do need to be at work. They're also trying to work with um, the, the local transportation authorities on, on busing because another consequence of those reduced schedules is the express bus between the Pentagon and the Mark Center is basically basically been taken out of service. So it's taking employees who work at the Mark Center who use transit to get, uh, it's taking them a much longer time to get to work. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jared Serbu, and that takes care of the Pentagon. And of course, OMB mentioned the National Capital Region, but the Pentagon, like every other agency, has people all over the place, all over the country. Yeah, that's right. And, and last weekend, the uh, Defense Department, actually it would have been Friday night, issued a, a stop movement order uh, for all domestic travel, stopping temporary duty moves and permanent change of station moves. For people who are right in the middle or just about to start one of those PCS moves, that's a major headache because it, it, it just throws your life into complete uncertainty. Um, I mean, let, let, let's say that a moving truck has already picked your stuff up and then this <laughs> stop movement order was issued your lease has expired or you've sold your house, what are you supposed to do? So we did get a little bit of new guidance on that from U.S. Transportation Command yesterday. And and what they've done is essentially put a pause on all PCS moves while individual service members try to figure their situation out. Because there are some exceptions being granted to this stop movement order for PCS moves. Like let's say the military member really is mission critical at their new duty station and they've absolutely got to be there irrespective of the of the stop movement order. So in those cases, there this this Transcom says this pause gives people a little bit a little bit of breathing room to work with their chain of command, figure out if they're actually going to move or not. And if they're not, they can work with moving companies who've already picked their household goods up to move it into storage temporarily instead of taking it to their new duty station uh, until we figure out how long the stop movement order is, is going to last and people might actually um, be, be allowed to execute those PCS moves. Yes, and Big some of the guys are saying, my Corvette is on that moving van. Those two, I mean, if you're doing an overseas move, you're in a similar situation because you would have taken your car to a vehicle processing center and the, the vehicle's probably gone, but you're not allowed to go in some of those cases. So a lot of challenges around this. And on the PCS thing, one of the one of the, we're trying to get some data from the military services on this, but it's it's going to create even more pressure on the moving system during those summer months um, because you know all of the April moves, all of the half of the March moves, half of the May moves are all going to get bunched up into that summer period, which is already DoD's peak season when there's not even when there's not enough capacity among private movers to to handle the normal year's work, and then you know two months worth of additional burden is potentially going to get added onto that. So it's it's really going to take some creative and careful thinking for the military services and Transcom to figure out how to deal with this. And anything that we know about teleworking elsewhere outside of the National Capital Pentagon Reservation? Yeah, it's it's pretty decentralized at this point. For, for example, Fort Belvoir operates under 
you know, you know, its its own sort of authorities in, in terms of what health protection condition they're going to impose there. They are not technically part of the Pentagon reservation, even though they're so close by. So individual commanders have some amount of discretion here, but things like the stop movement order um, really do apply to everybody. The, the restriction on uh, travel conferences, those are the kinds of things that DOD is imposing uh, worldwide or, or at least nationwide in some cases. Uh, individual installations uh, have, have a little bit more discretion to deal with things as they come to Depending on the severity of the virus, wherever they happen to be. Federal News Network's Jared Serbo, thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. Check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.